Hello there, welcome to Revelation from the Heart podcast, bringing you timely teaching from the Word of God. I'm your host, Minister Paula Cornett. I would love to stay connected with you online. You can visit my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. From there, you can access my social media links as well as join the mailing list and receive updates right to your inbox. Be sure to like my page on Facebook at Paula Cornett Ministries, follow me on Instagram, or subscribe to my YouTube channel, Revelations from the Heart. I am so excited for what the Lord has in store for you today, and I hope that you will be encouraged by today's message. Well, grab your Bible. Let's get into today's episode. Well, hello, and welcome to this edition of Revelations from the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Minister Paula Cornett, and this is episode number 80. Well, today we're going to start what I hope will be a five-part series. It may be a little longer than that, but I'm hoping to condense it down to five parts. And what I will be discussing and talking about is the signs that you will see just before Jesus returns. But first, I want to encourage you to listen to last week, last month's episodes. I had a blast um, with the interviews with the guests, powerful, powerful episodes, wonderful testimonies. Um, and not only that, but I'm really excited about the new content that I have. This is a new series along with some other great new series that I'll be doing throughout the year. And also the new guests that I have lined up with some powerful testimonies and also got some exciting, wonderful things happening in Paula Cornette Ministries that I will share with you at a later date. Well, I don't want to delay because I got a lot of information that I want to give you. and I want to make sure that I get it all to you today in this episode. So let's first just have a quick word of prayer. Father God, we just thank you today. We thank you for a new month uh, at the start of this new year. Lord, we just thank you that as we um, are obedient to your word and your promises that you continue to show yourself strong and mighty and faithful. I thank you today, Father God, for the teaching of the signs that we will see before Christ returns. I thank you, Father, that your Holy Spirit will speak through my voice, Father God, and I thank you for bringing clarity and insight to all the listeners. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, in Matthew 24, Jesus gave a complete list of signs that we will see right before he returns, and this teaching is based off of uh, study of the scripture and also a secondary tool that I use a book by Pastor Rick Renner that is entitled signs that you will see just before Jesus returns I encourage you to purchase that book and I'm just going to skim the surface of course in his writing he goes in much more detail but I did use uh, his book as a uh, resource as well now Jesus gave a list of signs to let us know the season of his return because the scripture says that no one knows the hour or the day except God so even Jesus himself he he doesn't know he's awaiting the signal from Almighty God so we can all admit wherever you live in the world that we are living in some crazy times and all the craziness we are experiencing are signs that Jesus predicted over 2,000 years ago by the way we are living in the last of the last days so this age is coming to a close. It's wrapping up. And Jesus lays out in scripture the signs so we can be prepared. Now in Matthew 24, Jesus is with his disciples on the Mount of Olives. Once the crowd dispersed and Jesus and his disciples, it was, it was just them there. They were having a very candid conversation. And we're going to drop in 
on this interesting conversation that Jesus and his disciples have. So I would encourage you today for today's topic that not only do you just listen, you might have to listen to this twice or several times, but that you follow along uh, in your Bible as well, because I'm going to, this is an in-depth study that we're going to do here, but it's very good and uh, pertinent for you to know. So in Matthew chapter 24, we're going to start with verse one. It says, and Jesus went out and departed from the temple and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. Verse two, and Jesus said unto them, see ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now, at this time, um, in verse two, it seemed impossible uh, what Jesus was saying to the disciples that these stones that he was referring to were actually the stones that were used to build uh, the Herod had the Herod the Great had used to build uh, this this structure, and they were very heavy and huge stones. So to think about these one day being thrown and cast aside, it was almost uh, impossible at that at that time. But if you go to Jerusalem today, you can see that these stones are laying in ruins. They're actually thrown down. This is giving confirmation to what Jesus said and letting us know that the next few verses, the things he lays out will come to pass. Now, maybe you have a word that God has given you, something that he has said to you, something about the future, something about your marriage, something about your children, something concerning your health or your finances or your business or your ministry or your family. Well, you can rest assured that it may seem impossible or it may not yet be fulfilled, but if God spoke it, it will come to pass. Matthew 24 and 35, Jesus says this. He says that heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. So be encouraged today and know that whatever God has promised you or said to you, that it will come to pass and it will be fulfilled. Let's look at verse 3. And as he sat up on the Mount of Olives, so now they're on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, now the people had dispersed, the crowd had dispersed, so this was just Jesus and his disciples, okay? And they say, they're saying, tell us when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? So the disciples have two questions that they want to ask Jesus. And we're going to look at these two questions because there are five important words in the midst of these questions that we we want to look at. The first question that they ask is, when shall these things be? Okay. Then the second question that they ask is, what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? Now, let me point out these five important words from this verse. So, uh, that we can look at to, we're going to look at these words further. So the first word, let me give you the words first it was when, what, sign, end, and world. So the word when is pointing to a specific time, like specific information, exactly, precisely. It's a Greek word. That's what that Greek word means. They want to know the precise, exact time. Uh, what is like the minute detail? So they want to know like the very minute detail. And then this word sign is a Greek word that actually is a marker or it's a sign to alert a traveler where he is on a road. Let me give you an example. A couple weeks, well, two weeks ago, 
I went with my mom and her brother and her brother's wife, my aunt, and uh, we went to see a family member that was um, sick. And so the family member lived about two hours from uh, Indiana, almost right before you get to Louisville, right outside of Indiana, but not as far as Louisville. And so my mom, she has been there, but it's been years ago. And my uncle has as well, but it's been years ago they, uh, when they last were there. So as we're traveling, as we're going, there are signs that we had to follow to indicate that we were on the right track, that we were on the right path. And so we looked at those signs to let us know when we were approaching our destination. Now, as we got closer, um, my uncle said, when we got closer to like, uh, closer to her house, he, he said, I, I remember where it is. He said, I know that it's, you got to turn. There's a church on the corner. So we were looking for this church on the corner. Sure enough, we came to the church on the corner and he said, we go down this long road and her house is sitting, should be sitting on the left. Sure enough, we went down this long stretch of road and we came to our destination. Now, just like there was signs along the way that let us know when we were approaching our destination, Jesus gives signs along the way to let us know when his coming is soon or when it's you know when we're in the season of his coming the fourth verb that they use is the word end all right so they says they said uh, as they set up on the mount of olives the disciples came unto him privately saying tell us when shall these things be so tell us the specific time the specific we want some specific information exactly when this time will be and what shall be the sign or what shall be the marker what shall be the indicator what shall let us know of thy coming and of the end which just means the closure because this thing's going to be wrapped up okay and they use the word uh world but it's the greek word here it's not the greek word uh cosmos which talks about like the, the world you know the, the the shape the world that we see but this is actually talking about the age so they want to know when is this age coming to a close so jesus gives them not one but several signs to look for now everyone at some point has wondered about the future i can remember when my oldest nephew was born and he was a baby and i can remember uh, helping take care of him and looking at him and wondering wonder what he's going to be like when he starts to crawl well, I saw what he was like when he started to crawl. And then after he started to crawl, I wonder what he's going to be like when he starts to talk. And my mom warned us. She said, you don't, you, you're going to want to wish that too soon. <laughs> and we were, uh, we were a little, because uh, he was a talker. So uh, we kind of, we got to see that in, in, in full action. But with each stage, I wonder, you know, what's he going to be like as, as when he goes to school? Or what's he going to be like as a, as a teenager? What's he going to be like? He's now an adult. And so, uh, but I often, you know, wondered about it. And so sometimes when I look at him, I think, I remember when I was holding him in my arms and had to change his pampers and take care of him. And I wondered what he was going to be like. And we're at, I'm at that moment to see him, uh, how he is. So maybe you may sometimes think about the future, the future for this world. What's, what's going to happen? What's going to come? The future for your children or your grandchildren or your family. And that's okay because in John 16, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit shows us things 
He will show us things to come. That's one of the ministries of the Holy Spirit, to reveal things to us. So he wants to reveal things to us that are to come. So in essence, what the disciples are saying, they're saying, and I'm going to make this very, very plain for you, okay? Is They're just saying, Jesus, can you be honest with us? When shall these things be? And what will be the sign that this age is coming to a close? Can you let us know? Now, if you notice, they say, what will be the sign? Singular. But Jesus actually gives them many signs. So they got specific and Jesus answered their question. He didn't rebuke them or anything. He just, he answered their question. So sometimes we must do the same. You got to get specific with what you're believing God for. You may be believing, believing for your loved ones to be saved. But take it a step further, not just that they get saved, but that they get delivered if they need it. And that they get filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And that they walk in their purpose and fulfill their destiny. Here are the signs to let us know where we are. And they are, I'm going to give you the scriptures where they are contained in Matthew 24, verses 4 through 14. In Mark 13, verses 5 through 13. And in Luke 21, verses 8 through 19. Now I'm going to touch on these and tell you what they are. And then the weeks that follow, I'm going to go into a little more detail and break these down. And hopefully condense some of these together to um, take care of a few more than just one. So the first thing is in Matthew 24 and 4 is that there will be a worldwide deception. There will be a worldwide deception. Number two, is that in Matthew 24 and 5, is that there will be a deception in the church. Number three is wars. Matthew 24 and 6. Matthew 24 and 6 also has rumors of wars. And when, you, when I break this down, it'll give better understanding. A lot of times people don't really understand what this means when you study it out it means more than than just what is there number five commotions luke 21 9 number six terrorism on a wide scale luke 21 and 9 number seven warring political systems that's in matthew 24 7 a class of culture matthew 24 7 ethnic conflict matthew 24 and 7 widespread famine that's Matthew 24 and 7. Number 11, economic instability, Matthew 24 and 7. Number 12, pestilence. So this is going to be an emergence of new, of all the new diseases in Matthew 24, 7. Uh, 13 is unknown diseases, Matthew 24, 7. 14, great seismic activity, earthquakes. Matthew 24 and 7. And there are many earthquakes that are taking place um, that are not like widely reported. I had a friend that lives in Kansas, I think it was last year, maybe year before last, but she had they had like six or seven earthquakes like within a span of a couple of days. Like she was texting me like, there's another one, there's another one, there's another one. And it was not, I didn't see it anywhere reported um, on the news. Number 15, widespread persecution of believers. That's Matthew 24, 9. Number 16, legal prosecution of Christians. That's Matthew 24, 9. Number 17, imprisonment of believers. Matthew 24, 9. Number 18, emergence of false prophets. Matthew 24, 11. And you got to remember this is on a worldwide scale. This is not just in your area. 
Because you remember he said, well, people are being persecuted, uh, where, but people are being killed for the faith in other countries and in other places as we speak. Number 19, love of many will wax cold. That's Matthew 24, 12. Number 20, fearful sights, Luke 21, 11. Signs from the heavens, 21. That's Luke 21, 11. And 22, the last one, is worldwide preaching of the gospel. And that's Matthew 24 and 14. Now, while we may have seen glimpses of these signs, the difference will be towards the end, they will intensify. So we'll see them at a quicker, uh, faster rate. So you might be saying to yourself, whoa, that's scary. It's a lot going on. Um, but, by, but by revealing these signs to us, Jesus didn't want to scare us, as Pastor Rick Renner says, and I think it's well put, but he wants to prepare us for the days that lie ahead. When we hear of these things, we won't be shaken because we know what the word of God says, that it's in the word. And when people sometimes have it misconstrued or say it the wrong way or, you know, we know like, no, that's not what the word says. The word says, you know, this or the word says that. If you read it, you're going to know what it says. And so these things won't be, they won't shake you. They won't rattle you. All right. God says, right now we are seeing what others prophesy. We have been chosen to live in this time. So right now what we're seeing is we are seeing what they prophesy, what they saw, what they saw. We're living in it. We're the fulfillment of that. We are seeing that. We are living in that. Matthew 24 and 36 says that no man knows the day or the hour that the Son of Man is to return. And we don't. So if someone claims that Jesus is coming back and gives a certain date and a time, it's a lie. Because no man knows and will never know. Only God knows. Even Jesus doesn't know. So we are all on a prophetic road. Okay? We're all on a prophetic road. And if we ask God specifically... He will give you the signs and the answers you need to see that promise that he's given you or that word fulfilled in your life. Just as Jesus answered the question the disciples had, if you ask, he will answer your questions too. And when you ask him, be specific. Be specific. He'll tell you exactly what is going on. The Holy Spirit revealed to you. He will speak to you exactly what's going on in your situation, exactly what you need to know in a situation and how you need to respond. So when we look back at this, there are these five important words that the disciples want to know is when shall these things be? What shall be the sign of that coming and of the end of the world? If you're listening to this podcast today and you may say, well, those things, when I hear all those 22 different things that Jesus gave, it kind of makes, it sounds like a picture of the world that we live in and the things that we're seeing on a daily basis and the things that we've seen, especially here within the last few years, just kind of come to the forefront. And you say, well, what are you talking about? You're talking about Jesus is returning. Yeah, Jesus is coming back. But when he comes back, he's first going to rapture the church, which I did a study, a, a teaching on that, uh, uh, the last series that I did uh, at the close of, of 2022. You can go back and listen to that as well. And that Jesus is coming back and God's going to put an end to all the evil for once and for all. 
But before he returns, he's going to get his church, his people out of the way. And so you may say to yourself, well, this is all kind of new to me. So, but I know one thing, I don't want to be left here in that situation. And if you haven't given your life to Jesus, I encourage you very strongly, very strongly. I cannot stress it enough to give your life to him. He is the answer. He is the only answer. The Bible says that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the Father but by me. So if you'll just say this uh, quick prayer with me. And at the end of this prayer, uh, if you confess, the Bible says you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart, you'll be saved. You'll be saved. So right now, just say this with me. Father God, I come to you right now. Realize that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. I repent before you for my sins. And I ask you to forgive me. Wash me clean and make me new. And I receive your presence right now. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And show me how to serve you in these last days and in these end times. Satan, go from me now. You are not my God. I belong to Jesus. And I'm going to serve him. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you said that prayer with me, then you say. And so you ain't got nothing to worry about, but then there's a life that you have to live. You got to live your life for the Lord. And you got to serve him while there's still time. So I'm going to pray for you. And I just pray that wherever you may find yourself in life, whatever you may be dealing with or going through, you may need a specific word from God. I pray that you receive that. You may have a word from God that he's given to you that has not yet been fulfilled. I want to pray for you to stay encouraged until you see the fulfillment come. Don't give up. Don't quit. The devil is a liar. God's word is truth. And whatever he speaks, he's full of truth. The Bible says in James 1, 17, that every good and perfect gift comes from above. So if it's not good and perfect, it didn't come from above. God only gives good and perfect gifts. And God's thoughts towards us are good, continually good. Say, well, I've done bad. His thoughts towards you are still good. We all mess up. We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But in God's goodness, his mercy, his grace, and his love for us, it, it supersedes the things that we've done. He sees us through his loving eyes. And so I want to pray for you. Father God, I thank you for the listeners today. I thank you for just this message. I thank you for the signs that you've given. I thank you, Lord, that you put this in the word for us to read and to see that, Father God, that you are the God that hears and answers prayer. And I thank you that as I lift up the listeners to you, those that are in a place of just needing to get a specific word for you, Father, that your peace will come right now and that you will speak the word that they need in this situation. I pray for that one, Father God, that may have a word, but it has not yet been fulfilled. Father God, I thank you that you are the promise keeper. And I thank you, Father God, that you help them to stay encouraged until they see the fulfillment of that promise. If you're sick in your body, God's word to use it by Jesus' stripes, you are healed. If you're having problems in your finances, God's promise to you is that you will flourish like the palm tree. If you're dealing with an addiction, God's promise is to you is that he will set you free by the power of the Holy Spirit. I thank you, Father God, that your power is real. You be glorified, you be magnified. In the mighty, precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Be sure to share this episode with someone that needs to hear it. Uh, appreciate all those that tune in and listen week to week. 
and continue to keep me in your prayers. So remember the words in Romans 10, 17, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to share this episode with someone in your life. Also, share on your social media outlets. And I would love for you to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to my new YouTube channel. You can find the links to all my pages by visiting my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. God bless you and hope that you will take time to listen again soon. Thank you.